And for our scripture reading, we'll continue in Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8, when the angels come to the shepherds. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8. And now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see the thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. In her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. As far as the scripture reading for this afternoon, which will be our focus for this message, Mary and Joseph had just had their baby and laid him in the manger. When we have a baby, it's common that we send a birth announcement to family and friends. But after this child was born, it was God himself that sent the announcement by way of the angels to to proclaim the birth of his son. And even though this announcement was only made in one small part of the world, in one small part of the country, just like the birth was in one small corner of a small city or small village, of the country. And so this announcement was just in one small place. But it's also an announcement that is still spreading today. Our birth announcements, they get mailed out and end up in the garbage. But this one is still being announced all around the world of what happened. And it began there in those hill countries around Bethlehem so many years ago. And so why did the Lord do that? We want to consider this passage under the theme of the joyful witness of the shepherds. The joyful witness of the shepherds. And first we see the joy that the shepherds heard. What did the shepherds hear? Well, the angels brought them a message of of great joy, it says, when they announced the birth of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, well, who would be the first people to hear about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the birth of this King of Israel. You might think it might be a priest like Zacharias in the temple, because the temple and the sacrifices all point to the coming of the Lord Jesus. But it wasn't in the temple. It wasn't in the palace 
And it wasn't to the Pharisees who, who spent their whole life trying to keep God's law and, and aiming to be good and righteous in themselves. But in verse 8 we read, now they were in the same country, shepherds abiding or living out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So God sent this announcement to shepherds. Shepherds who themselves are despised, looked down on by many other people, including the Pharisees, often looked at as as suspicious characters or, or, or thieves, untrustworthy. But here God comes to these simple, ordinary, working people. And He didn't come to the palace, He didn't come to the temple, but He comes out into the field where these shepherds are working, out in the middle of the country. Now, the fields might have been a place of quiet solitude for these shepherds, maybe a place to get away from the people who despised them or be together with some like-minded people as they worked. It was also maybe a quiet place away from the Roman soldiers and, and the taxing that was required. And in many ways, it seems like this was an ordinary life, maybe even a mundane life. It might be the last place you expect to find great joy. Many people actually look at it as a joyless occupation, a thankless occupation. But here, this is where the shepherds were lodging at night, exposed to the dangers of the night, the cold, the weather. And so they take turns watching their sheep. Their sheep are most likely in, in a sheep fold that is made out of rocks piled up as a wall or sticks piled up, and they'll take turns. You can imagine them sitting there, listening to the dark, looking into the dark of night, protecting their sheep. Because God also didn't send this, the messengers in the middle of the day when the people were out and about on the streets. And He didn't send it during a festival time in Jerusalem where there were many people who could witness it, but out at night in the middle of a dark field. And suddenly this bright light illuminates the darkness. And verse 9 says, And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about. And as we can well imagine, it says, They were greatly afraid. This sudden light startles these shepherds. You can imagine them sitting there just staring off into the darkness, maybe trying to listen for some wolves or wild animals coming or listening to the sheep, making sure that they're calm and, and resting. And then suddenly the whole, the, the, the hillside lights up and they see an angel. They've never seen light like this. They don't have electricity in those days. They don't, they don't know anything that bright. And they most likely haven't seen an angel either. What a shock and what a fright this must have given them. Everyone who is recorded in Scripture as having seen an angel is said to be afraid. Such glory, such sin-free brightness from the angels who live in the presence of a holy God who, who cannot look upon sin, who cannot tolerate sin, angels who sing the Creator's glory day in and day out. No wonder they were afraid. No wonder they were shocked as an angel shines with that pure brightness and glory of God. But isn't this what the Word of God is to do to us as well? 
So when we read God's Word and He, he shines the light of His Holy Spirit upon it to, to, to show the brightness of God's glory, when it shows us our filthiness and our sin in the presence of a holy God, doesn't it create a fear and a holy reverence in us that we're standing in the presence of God? But this light would also bring joy, not only fear, but joy. And quickly, the angels quickly quiet their fears and explain why they are there. In verse 10, it says, the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings, which will be to all people. For there is born to you today, this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger. So here is the birth announcement for, for the son that God had promised so many years before. There's, there's glad tidings of great joy with, with this message because he says there is born to you, for you. Here in the city of David and Bethlehem, in the city of promise, what the prophets have, have, have spoken about here, a Savior is born to you. And this is a message that even goes out today that still says there's a Savior born to you. To all who hear it today, this message is proclaiming there's a Savior born to you that was born in the city of David. Because this is the Savior Christ, the Lord. He's, he's the one who was anointed by God for this purpose. He's the chosen one of God to redeem His people. And He's born for you, even for shepherds, for the plain, for the simple, for the ordinary working people. And He comes here to the Jews first, to the Jewish nation to which was promised. You hear about it first, but it will be to all people. Not just the Jews, but the world over this message will go to all people. It will be announced all around the world, even as it is here today. Because they're many miles away from that hill or that valley or field or wherever it was in, around Bethlehem. But we hear the same message. The Savior is born to you. And so this is a message for everyone in the world. A message that, like the angels told the shepherds, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Because God has sent, sent the answer for your sin problem. God has sent the answer for the question of how can we be right with God. The question of, of, of the fear of death that we face and where will we go when we die. The answer to my fear that I know that God must punish my sin, as it says in His Word, that I've broken all His laws and His commandments. And He says, cursed is the man who does not keep all the commandments, and the wages of sin is death. But here the answer is found in the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, born here in this little remote corner of the world, announced by angels and still being announced today. And then suddenly, a multitude of angels join this one angel in, in praising God for this joy of salvation. It's as if all the angels can't remain silent. They couldn't remain in heaven. They had to come 
And they who praise God day and night, they erupt into praise as they're permitted to break through the darkness of this world to give a sliver of the light that exists in heaven in the presence of God for all eternity. It's that joy that is being brought to heaven here. It's that joy that that is allowed to shine forth into this world. The joy that is in heaven at all times. And the angels live in that joy without end ever since they were created because they live in the presence of the Almighty and everlasting God. These are the angels who, who witnessed the fall of the other angels as they were kicked out of heaven for rebelling against God. They witnessed the fall of man on earth as they fell into sin and, and fell away from God. But can you imagine the joy even in the angels now as they're sent to, to bring this message that, that there is salvation, that there's reconciliation, that there's a way back to God for, for fallen mankind who have fallen away from Him. Because verse 13 says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Here's a joy that is made by God and a joy that is brought by God. And the first thing the angels sing then is glory to God in the highest. Because it's God who brings salvation. Not only because He created everything, not only because He created us to glorify God forever, not only because of His own sinless perfection, because He's the Almighty God and He has the Almighty power and He deserves us to, be, to praise Him and to glorify Him, not only because He's the God of all good, the giver of every good and perfect gift, that we must praise Him, but now especially because God in His infinite wisdom provides the only way to be saved, the only way to be reconciled again to Him, to be, to be brought into that joy of His presence again. You see why the angels are singing glory to God? That fallen man can again be brought into the joy of the Lord, something the fallen angels will never be able to taste. Peace and goodwill towards men. Peace with God. Peace means that there is nothing between them anymore. That enmity removed. No longer that curse. No longer the wrath of God. This Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, made that peace through the blood of His cross. That's what He came to do. And that goodwill of God is now God's favor toward His people in Jesus Christ. That in Jesus Christ, there is favor with God. There's this great joy that God comes from God to the people. A joy that is proclaimed to all people. A joy that is accessible to all those who come to God through Jesus Christ. That's the joy that the shepherds heard. And then secondly, we see the joy that the shepherds found. Verse 15 says, And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. The shepherds heard this wonderful message, 
And what did he do with that message? Well, the Bible says, blessed are those who hear and do. Blessed are those who hear God's word and do what it says. Because faith not only hears, but faith obeys. They act, they do. Hearing about this joy is not enough. It would have been something marvelous to see those angels and to hear what they said. But it was not enough for them. They need to find this joy for themselves. Just like Mary was not content to stay in her house when the angel said that Elizabeth was also expecting, but she needed to go to Elizabeth to share in that joy. So the angels told the shepherds, and now they go to see what they heard. Let's go and see what the Lord has made known to us. We hear the same birth announcement today. God brings us His Word every day. But have we also gone to see the thing that has come to pass? What do we do with the message of great joy that the Lord gives in His Word? Doesn't your heart want to go and seek and to find this joy that it speaks of? Isn't that how faith works? Faith comes by hearing. You hear what the Word of God says. You hear, but then you also need to seek that Savior that you hear about. Then you start seeking Him. You desire to find Him. Your heart says, let's go and see. See, these shepherds didn't wait a year. They didn't wait for a second message of angels that say, you may go. They didn't wait until the soldiers came and and forced Him to go. But no, they went. They went with haste, it says. It's like Mary even went with haste to Elizabeth. And when the Lord Jesus called Zacchaeus, how did He come down from that tree? He came down with haste. Now these shepherds, they hear this, and they go with haste. Once you hear what God has for your soul, do you not come with haste to see, to find, because this is what you need. You need this God to save you from your sins. Have you gone to the Lord with haste? Or do you hear this message of angels singing year after year, and you say, well, not yet not for me. Verse 16 says, they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and they found the babe lying in the manger. They found the Lord Jesus. They found the sign. They found what they were looking for. They found what the angels said they would find, the babe lying in the manger. Here is the unmistakable sign that the angel said they would find, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. There's no way to mistake which child it was. This was the Christ child, the the Lord, the Son of God, who the angel sang about. They found what this joy was about, and they, they found their joy in Him. There's a joy unspeakable in the Lord that is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there is peace with God through this Lord Jesus Christ. This is where they find the forgiveness of sins. This is where we are to find all our forgiveness. And this is what the Scripture says. This is what you can find as well. Because God says 
In the Proverbs, those who seek me early, those who seek me diligently shall find me. Yes, the shepherds could find him physically there in the manger, but God says in his word, those who seek me early shall find me, shall find me spiritually. They'll find you for their soul. And the shepherds, they found him there in the manger. He was the great shepherd who came as the Lamb of God. And they had that free access. They could, they could walk right up to Him and see Him there. And so also we, we can find Him in His Word. We can go to Him in His Word. We can go to Him in prayer. Here these shepherds, they find one who is so much like themselves, wearing ordinary clothes, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Can you imagine those shepherds as they come to this place? Wouldn't it have been a place they're so familiar with, a manger? They're shepherds. They have sheep. They, they would come to this manger. There, there's, there was nothing that would hinder them from coming. There was no barrier set for them to see this little Lord Jesus. No temple that they couldn't enter because of the clothes they were wearing. No social class that they couldn't reach or that wouldn't welcome them. No Pharisee club that said, well, you, you can't be here because you, you're not obeying the laws that we've set out. But they could stand there as, as, and look into that manger. If they went to the temple, if the Lord Jesus was in the temple, they, they would have to be, be ceremonial clean, ceremonially clean before they could enter. It's like if we go to, the work, to work on the farm and we come home, the, our wives will say, wash yourself, take off your boots before you come in. But here, they didn't even have to change. They didn't have to offer sacrifices before they came, but they came straight from work to see, and they find the Savior, Christ the Lord. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. He is the promised one of the Lord. He is the announced one of the Lord. And here today as well, here is the Savior for your sins. This is not a Savior where we need to prepare ourselves to make ourselves acceptable to God. The Pharisees were doing everything they could to present themselves holy and righteous before God. They didn't need Christ, but relied on their own works. This is not a Savior that says, first wash away your own sins and then come to me. Put on a change of clothing and then come. This is not a Savior that says, here, I'll give you a little bit of grace, and then you work the rest of your way, and then if you do good enough, we'll give you some more grace. Climb your way up to heaven. But here is a Savior that is provided by God for sinners, for the common people, for people like you and for me. Here is a Savior who has come to save His people from their sins. A Savior that we can go to with our sins so that He can wash them away, so that He can deliver us from the power of sin, so that He can deliver us from the punishment of sin. Because even if we could stop all our sins in this life and live a perfectly holy life without sin from now on, we could never pay that infinite sin debt that is behind us. Isn't this a picture of the gospel? That this comes to everyone who hears. 
that it calls everyone who hears, that it welcomes everyone who hears to come to find a Savior as it has been told and has been shown. Isn't this the Savior that said, let the little children come unto me and forbid them not? Isn't it the Savior who said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest? Isn't this the Savior that said, whoever comes to him, he will in no wise cast out? He will not turn you away. He will not say to any of you who come to him that it's not for you. No, there's born for you this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior who has turned away himself. Turned away at the inn. There's no room. Rejected by men in this world. Despised. Cast out of this world on the cross. Crucified by his own people. Even shot out of heaven the moment when he suffered on the cross to pay for the sins of his people. There where he faced the wrath of God against sin. So that shepherds, so that sinners like you, like me, can find this joy and this peace with God. That's the joy the shepherds found. And that's the joy the shepherds shared. And thirdly, Verse 17 says, Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. Here these shepherds went and brought this message to many other people. They made it widely known over the country. They returned to their occupation, to their, to their shepherding, but they evangelized in their communities. Shepherds would have to travel great distances to find grass and water. And everywhere they went, they would tell of the child Jesus in the manger, of the joy that the, that the angels sung about. They made widely known what was told them concerning this child. Do you notice that, what it says? It's a word of God that they spread. They made known what was told them about the Lord Jesus Christ. It was the news of Jesus that brought them joy. It's this news of Christ that they bring to other people. The angels started that proclamation with that one little birth announcement. And it's an announcement that still spreads over the world today. That same word, that same news is, is still being brought. Sometimes we don't know what to say to people. Tell them the words that the Lord brought to you. Bring the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bring the same word, the message about the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Jews are waiting for him for thousands of years, and now it's here. This world is waiting for the Savior, and now it is here. And it says in verse 18 that all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. It's this word of God that makes people marvel, it makes people question. Many people will doubt. Many people will say, well, that can't be. There can't be those miracles. That's not possible. And yet they, they, they wonder. They're amazed. Others will ponder and reflect and meditate like Mary did to ponder all these things in their hearts. What does this mean? 
for me. But the real question today is, what will we do with this message? What will we do with this announcement? Is this the joy that we need, that we want? Is this a joy and a peace that we cannot live without? Is this a message that we also have been waiting for? How can we be right with God? How can we be reconciled with God? Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, it says in verse 19. But the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. The angels sang to the shepherds here. But do you know that the Bible says that the angels also sing for one sinner that repents? The angels sing to you. The word of God comes to you about the Lord Jesus Christ as we hear these words of the angels. But do the angels also sing about you? children? Do the angels sing because you have turned to this Savior? Do they sing because you've repented of your sins? Do they sing in the presence of a holy God that one more child, one more person, one more man or woman has been added to the kingdom of God? The chorus of angels sings when you repent of your sin. And this choir will erupt in praise when you come to find the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The shepherds now lived in that joy of this message and salvation. You know, they lived the same life after. They returned back to their work as far as we know. They would likely suffer the same reproach as they did before, the same hardships, But now they have a joy that only those who find this Christ, this Savior, can taste. They find a peace with God that passes all understanding, regardless of what we have in this life. And they glory. They glory, it says, in what? They glorify and praise God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. They glorify God. They glorify the word that he brought them, the word of salvation. And so what do we glory in? What do we glory in? To find out where our peace and our joy comes from, we can trace where our glory and our praise go to. What do we glory in? What do we praise? Does it go to God? Does it end in God? Or does it end somewhere in this world? The joy for these shepherds came from God and their their glory and their praise ascended to God. Glory to God in the highest. That's what these angels sang. That's what these shepherds sang. And that's what you and I will sing now and forever if you find your joy and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there is born to you today a Savior in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. Amen.